Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome back to Aussie <clears throat> Business Australia's only live streaming business and markets channel. Great to have your company just gone midday. Eastern, that means it is time for the call. 10 stocks, two experts uh, to analyse them, all done in 60 minutes. And uh, terrific to have uh, both members of the team here today. Mark Morland, of course, from Team Invest. Uh, Mark, good to see you back in the studio. Good to be here. Gary Glover, in the flesh, from uh, Novus Capital. Gary, good to have you Thanks, uh, in here in our Brangaroo studios. Yeah, beautiful place. Um, a lot taller in the flesh than I remember as well. And um, also, it's good to see more of your body than just this part of it, which is great. Uh, but uh, great to have you uh, as part of the call today, as usual, in here. Um, we Before we get into your 10 stocks, we always choose a stock of the day, something that's been in the news. And I thought we'd take a look at Jumbo Interactive today. It's been a bit of a favourite of the call over the last couple of months. But one of the issues with this stock, of course, it does online lotteries and I think it's Powerball, isn't it? Um, is that it's got an agreement with, uh, with Tabcorp to do some of the lotteries. And it was due to run out in, what, about 18 months' time. And everyone who um, analysed Jumbo Interactive said, Yes, I'll give you an opinion, but it's dependent on them doing that deal. Well, yes, they, they did deal, do the deal. They came out of a trading halt and the company released an update regarding the new reseller agreements with Tabcorp. It's extending its 15-year 15 relationship again, set to pay an upfront extension fee of $15 million for a 10-year term. Uh, it's Tabcorp's largest authorised lottery ticket reseller and Tabcorp also... Um, have an interest in Jumbo Interactive as well. Well, as if that would have settled things down, it didn't because investors were really unimpressed with the shares taking a hit uh, in yesterday's uh, session. And it was down something like 17% at one stage in trading and is uh, down again today as well. Below, um, it went down through $10. So I thought, uh, Mark Morland, with all of this being cleared up, uh, for everyone, I thought, oh, they'd be saying, terrific, we'll get back into Jumbo yeah. Interactive. Uh, were the terms a problem of the deal? Uh, not that I know of. Right. Um, not that I've studied it, yep. the deal, but I do know Jumbo. Uh, yep. It passes our um, filters and, and uh, actually got into our triage uh, last reporting season. They've right. actually had a very good run for the last four years. Yeah. yeah so they're growing, unis are growing at a, about uh, nearly 100% a year, so they've nearly been doubling which is really good. And uh, sales are growing at a lower rate, but their profitability is excellent. They've got yep. a 34% return on equity, which is uh, excellent, no debt. Uh, they're paying out nearly 100, around about 100% of uh, earnings. They're paying it all out. And it's on a P of 22, which is actually showing a very high return. So we've got it on our most conservative um, 
uh, models uh, returning 16% a year at the current price. Right. Okay. Which is cheap. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I'd yeah. say it's a, a buy if you if you like the business. I mean, team of members tend not to like anything to do with gambling. gambling not, you can yeah. say it's a lottery is gambling. Depends, yeah, depends yeah. on where you draw the line. Yep. Um, but on the financials, it looks great. Yeah. And, um, and Tadcorp's got a big stake in it right. as well. Yep. So they have a pretty close relationship. Gary, what do you reckon? I think the most uh, popular gif yesterday on Twitter was sort of like, you know, kind of the company had sort of been bent over a little bit. Sort right. of, uh, so the, the company at uh, Tabcorp was the winner of that right. deal. So of that, the new deal, yeah, right. And uh, Ingen was, um, came second. Right, okay. Um, but it does get rid of a lot of the uncertainty now, as, yeah. as we've, you know, shareholders have been worried about. So if you take a little bit of margin off the top here, which yep. is sort of what, you know, I think there's an increase in upfront, which is probably not the big win, it's probably the incremental, so the, the margin are not quite as attractive. Obviously, Tapcorp will get a chance to have a look and see how much money Jen have been making. <laughs> nice, yeah. nice return on equity. Yep. So well, maybe we should take a little bit more of that, you know. Right. Um, but both parties have probably won long term out of the deal. So yep. for me, I've just sort of written down here, sort of undergoing some price discovery. So price is sort of coming lower here. So definitely one that mm. I do like. Um, yep. And I'm sort of maybe looking for price to sort of stabilise at a lower point. So. This is probably an opportunity here, just how low yeah. does it go? Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, but on yeah. our margin of safety numbers, it's giving them 16%. So it's dropping it from 100 to 16. And then even at that, you're still getting 15.9% yeah. return. So there's, right. a, there's a fair bit of comfort in there, but I, without knowing the, yeah. uh, it, that would have to be really smashed. And it'd have to the, be a really shocking deal. It would, yeah, and maybe it is. To change it Yeah, so it's just, it's just the shaving of the sort of returns. Mm. They're sort of- a So it's not a, a shocking deal. They haven't been absolutely screwed by the new deal. Yeah, no, I don't think so, no. Right, no, okay. But I think uh, people are probably, the first reaction was that they were. Right, okay. Yeah. All right. But uh, and that's why we're sort of heading down here. But hmm. I think reality is it's, you know, everything's commercial in the day. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. So uh, a tick there for Jumbo. Uh, let's get into your, uh, into your stocks that you've suggested. The first one from Katie. And uh, Gary, she's asking for an opinion on Megaport. Now, this sort of a... A tech business, isn't it, in that uh, network provider, cloud sort of space, isn't it? Yeah, so uh, network services, sort of cloud-based sort of stuff. So it's, um, <coughs> look, it's a, it's, a, it's a hard one here because this is, uh, MP1's got a market cap of $1.8 billion. Um, oh, revenue, that's, a, that's a big business. Isn't big it? business, yeah, yeah, but the revenue is $50 million approximately for the year. So 50 million 50 revenue? 50 million, yeah. Oh. So we're looking at basically trading on 35 times revenue, so that's that's pretty big. So yeah. like a lot of biotechs, which might be viewed as being pretty pricey, right. might trade on 10 times revenue. Right. So, so yeah, there's some growth there. I think uh, revenue growth is, what, 10% for the last quarter. So that's showing it's still losing some money. growth there. But you sort of, it's, um, I've sort of written down here, operating expenses equals revenue. So, um, yeah, so really need to get a lot more business on board for it to hit the profit curve. So it's it's kind of leaking money. So it's no, re it's no, when I saw the, the last raising, they raised, what, 50 million from the placement, 15 from the SBP. Um, that made sense to me because they're lacking a lot of money. So yeah. the, the problem with these businesses, they can, if you think about like something like a Mesa Blast as well, yeah. the first few years, they're always having to go back to the market and tap the market while, they're, while you're still, still growing. So, yeah. um, you know, the, the expenses seem pretty high in this business. So that's, that's the one thing that does jump off the page a bit here. Um, trading on 35 times revenues, well, you, you really need spectacular growth to be to be trading on that sort of multiple, in my, mm. my opinion. So I'm not so sure. I, I think it's pretty pretty expensive here. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I agree with all that. And uh, I did have a look at it in detail because I didn't really know what they did. Yeah. And they're sort of a uh, facilitator between uh, large-ish companies and the uh, uh, data, big data providers like Amazon and um, uh, Azure and so on. So what they right. do is they, they facilitate you buying space. You know, for you know, volume or da uh, buying data to do. Right. So if you've got a campaign or something, I assume, you, know, yeah. you want to buy an extra X terabytes, you can do it online through Megaport. Now, if they're purely a facilitator, uh, why are their expenses so high? I mean, that's what mm. that, that, that comes back to that question. And then if you look at their client base, um, they've got, uh, they're connected to all the major uh, data centers. You know, so yeah. they've, got, they've got all the connectivity. They've got lots of you know, blue chip type clients and it looks like a successful business, yet it's only got 50 odd million in, um, uh, in revenue. And the, the, if you look at the last two years, the return on equity is minus 30% for two years in a row. And it was minus 97 the year before and minus 120 the year before that. Right. So they've been burning a lot of money. Yeah. So they've now done a raising. Uh, and the story is they're working towards becoming profitable. All right, there you go, Katie. That's the, uh, the view on uh, Megaport. Our second stock um, comes from, uh, from Jim and Mark Main Pharma Group. Um, pharmaceutical company, uh, mainly produces generic brand pills, yeah. don't they? Yeah, it's quite a complex business. They do a lot in women's health and, gen right. and as you said, in generics, in birth control, and they've got a new product uh, that uh, is uh, like an organic uh, compound for uh, birth, birth control and right. so um, If you look, the numbers look terrible. I mean, it's, it was, it's been fairly, it was fairly flat up to 2015, then its earnings jumped up from 20 cents to 60 cents. Now they're back down to the year before last 20 cents and last year uh, a loss of 0.4 of a cent. So I read the blurb. I mean, they're, they're very upbeat in that they've got all these opportunities and there's all this potential and they talk about all the segments they're attacking and how much they're worth. Yeah. But they have not been very good. They haven't been any good at making any money, no. uh, which is under, underpins what the return is going to be to shareholders, uh, in my view. Um, so it's uh, zero interest to me. Return on equity has only has seven three point three last year. You know, it's not even close to our minimum ten percent. Right. So it's just a media. It's not. I wouldn't. I don't think. I don't know if it's going to be a capital killer. I think maybe if they kick a few goals with some of these new things, maybe they'll make money. But they 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 talk about uh, they're, they're restructuring the business and they're bringing seventeen units down into three or four and they're cutting all this costs out. And you go well. You know, that, that, why did you build it all up that much? I mean, this, from a management point of view, they've been invest, they've built up big overheads, and now they're going, oh, the game plan now is to reduce them. Right. You go, okay, great. Yeah. Not exciting at all for me. Yeah. Yeah. Gary? yeah. I mean, it's look, it's it's a, it, it is sort of tricky in that way. It, it does sort of, um, does really sort of um, go off the pipeline of products that are you know that that are in the yeah. um, at the time. So it can go through some pretty good and bad periods. Um, at the moment, it's not expensive. I mean, six hundred thirty-eight mil, and first half revenue is around two hundred twenty mil. So, yeah. so you know, from revenue to sort of uh, market cap, you know, it doesn't look expensive here. But I think the first half revenue was down seventeen percent on the previous year, so it shows not not too much growth in there. Um, the big thing is that the is the the oral contraceptive, um, which I've got the FDA at the moment. That's you know, brokers have sort of gone from having a potential market, you know. Uh, Valuation around that sort of mid forties to maybe mid seventies, if they get that, so that mm -hmm. can be a bit of a company winner for them. Right. But um, and they're, 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 again, there's talk of the having some good products in the in the um, in the pipeline here. So yeah, I, I, the only thing I will say positive was that I noticed that it drifted back to thirty three cents the other day uh, last week, and it was probably the largest line of stock went through on that day. So just sort of showing maybe a little bit of accumulation taking place on, on some right. weakness there. So. Yeah. Because that's sort of you know, getting getting 
Mark cap's getting a bit lower down there. So definitely not expensive here, probably an opportunity there, but does sort of, you, you are sort of banking on them having a good run with the, with the um, with their products. But I think if, the, if they do get that FDA approval on that right. oral contraceptive, that will be a bit of a company maker for for the next 12 months. Okay. You know, so how long that lasts and stuff. Like that. So it depends on what pipeline's coming in. So I actually don't mind it. I think it's probably some value there on the, on the lower edges. Yep. Not the worst, but maybe not the best company either. So Our uh, third stock, uh, Gary, comes from uh, Alex, RPM Global. Um, this is sort of a um, um, project management advisory company, isn't it, in the, in the mining industry, services company. These guys are providing analytical type support. So they, right. do, they do consulting, mainly. Right. So they help okay. to work out uh, assuming costs and break-evens and all that sort of right. stuff. They've got a 10-year history. They're in their, they operate on a global basis. Uh, software advisory and geogas, and they have a specialised business in the gas area for the east coast of Australia, where they uh, they actually provide mine gas consulting and laboratory testing services. Right. So that's the only thing they seem to do that it's physical. Yeah. All the rest of it is consultative. Um, it's got a ten year history, and they, you know, if you give it, a, if you have a look at it, back in two thousand twelve, they were making eighty two cents a year in earnings. Now it's down to about thirty eight, and oh, it sort okay. of slid down, and it's been flatlined for the last five years. You know, really, really mediocre. Uh, return on equities. Never been, oh, sorry, it was 12 back in 2012. Since then, it's been mainly negative nearly every year. So it's just been basically losing money or making a very marginal profit in right. two years out of the eight. Right. So this is a, you know, like, why would you bother? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't go near it. Yeah. And it's a, you often say with stocks like this that even if they've got a good story, yep. they haven't had the track record and there are much easier investments on the market well, to better make, investments. better investments to make that are easier to work out. Yeah. I mean, the market can speculate on, uh, on stories and say, yeah. well, the story's good, so I'll, I'll take a chance and you know, push the price up and so on. That can happen. That's fine yeah. Yeah. If, you're, if you're trading. But in a company like this, you look at it and go, there's no earnings growth you know, at, the, at the base end, and it's just super mediocre. Like, what do you, what's, what is, what's going to change? This is more of a consulting business, so there's right. no massive leverage there. It's not like a, it's yeah. an IT company with a disruptive technology or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. I think, so, I think the price action actually agrees with your view because it's, um, if you look at that, look, the market's had a great run. Yeah. I think it what, topped that at 125, something like that. That's selling there, so I think the four weeks down was averaged around about four mil uh, each week. It's going down. It's a big volume selling all the way down to the low, yeah. and then it's bounced, and the volumes have been probably a third or a quarter. Hmm. All the way up here, so very. So it's had that sort of dead cat, sort of very lightly traded bounce. So mm-hmm. yeah. there's not a lot of conviction in the uh, in the movement here. So <laughs> that's probably yeah. you know, the market's obviously in a green here. So probably a good sell here if anything. Right. So yeah. okay, all right. So uh, a no for and how important are those trading numbers for you in terms of volumes? What, uh, they, what do they indicate to you as an yeah, investor? Sh- well, shows a commitment. So I mean. Um, Everyone says the the old you know there's more buyers than sellers. I mean that's that's incorrect because every transaction is equal. So yeah. buyers and sellers are always equal. But it's it's about, it's about where the volume comes in. So um, you know from a trading point of view, you typically see the you know increase in volume at one or two places. So either at the high or at a low. Right. So if you see volumes actually picking up, and if you see it sort of maybe at a lower what you know a lower sort of ebb in the chart in you know, the price action there. Then, then you can sort of see, okay, maybe there's accumulation taking place. Right. Stocks had a great run, gone up for say 13 weeks or 20 weeks, and all of a sudden you see a spike in volume. Then there's a little bit of distribution. Insiders trading, people are sort of suddenly starting to take a bit right. off the top there. So okay. that's from a, from a novice point of view, that that's probably the 
I'd be looking at, you know, if, if my mums and dads, that's, that's probably the first thing I'd look at because that sort of tells the story itself. Right, okay. And, um, and you never get a big move, yeah. follow through, unless there's some increase in volume as well. Right. So, yeah, if, you're, yeah. so if you're running up in light volume, Good chance you're not going to follow through. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, good point. Good thing to uh, to know. Great advice, um, Gary. Our full stop comes from Josh, Aristocrat uh, Leisure, the the big poker machine manufacturer, Aussie Aussie developed <coughs> uh, now a, a major global company in that gaming space. Yeah. So just under sixteen billion market cap, but um, does have massive revenues as well. So yeah. basically. Um, as opposed to some of the other ones. It's this family business, didn't it? The Ainsworth family and yeah, that's right. Ainsworth. Yeah, yeah. That's right. It's an incredible yeah. story. So, I mean, the first half revenue around, say, $2.2 billion. So we're talking about some of these other companies that are only, you know, making $15 Is a company making $2.2 billion and a half. So right. that's their massive revenues there. So great businesses have obviously great growth store. You know, I'm sure Mark tell us the return equity has been fantastic for the company. Um, so there's probably a bit of value here at the moment, but you've kind of got to look through the headwinds that are ahead here. So, yeah. um, so some value here, um, but <coughs> you've kind of got to look beyond some of the, there's going to be some short-term pain here for the right. company. So maybe it's going to be under a bit more pressure that I see they've deferred the dividend. So to me, it's a bit of a hold here, but yep. it's definitely one that I'd be looking for on a pullback here. Definitely one to be looking at, yeah. Coming out, you know, pro. You know, I guess post COVID, it's probably going to. Yeah. You know, this is one that's probably got some legs here. Because it's it's dependent on casinos reopening. Yeah. Uh, well, gaming, RSL clubs, that, you know, yeah. bowling clubs, anyone that has a poker yeah. machine. And that sector could be, you know, under some duress for a while. Even with things getting relaxed, it will take a little while to get back to full recovery. So it's going to be. A, I think the lead time is going to be a bit longer than most people are, yeah. you know, maybe anticipating. But. Yeah. No doubt, the market looks always always looks ahead. So, yeah. um, but probably one. So it's around twenty five at the moment. So, if it pulls back to what yeah, sort of level would you get? Probably, uh, I'll probably just look for the volume to sort of start to, to pull right, back to okay. come back. You know, people lose interest in the stock, dry yeah. up, and um, yeah, that sort of stuff. And um, but yeah, maybe look for the market to turn and uh, things. You know, I think once COVID will sort of clear up there. I mean, typically most of the the viruses that have um, saw the, the bad pandemics and stuff there have, have, have been around for at least 12 months. Yeah. So I sort of think you've got to sort of have that time horizon here at the moment as a minimum. So um, mm. yeah, and then sort of look at what, what progresses. Once we start to see some yeah, some, some clear you know, sky ahead, then that's probably one to be looking at for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mark? A gaming um, stock for your members, a lot of them. Uh, which well, you, which you've, uh, got to, you've got to put an ethical layer uh, it's over a, it's, for a lot it's of It's individual. Real, it's yeah. individual, of Absolutely. course. Everyone can put like, the line where they like. Like One of my yeah. partners, Professor John Price, he's very greeny-orientated right. and hates gambling at all. So he classes Woolworths as a gambling stock. Oh, so he okay. wouldn't buy Woolworths because, because they're the biggest, the hotel, they're the biggest poker machine holder in the country. Yep. Now, I'd go, well, no, I don't see Woolworths as a gambling stock. I see it as a grocery store. Yeah, okay. yeah, so yeah. I, I wouldn't rule it out on that basis. Right. Aristocrat, I see as a gambling stock. Right. Yeah, yeah. So just draw, yeah, everyone draws the lines where they want. In yeah. Team Invest, we all vote right. on stuff. So at the end of the day, it's what the members want to do. So right. you know, it has to meet our criteria yep. first, and then they vote on, do I, do I want to spend time on it? Right. Aristocrat has typically been knocked out. And it's passed, uh, it passed for a few years, 12, 2012 to 2014. After that, its debt got too high. So it's, it's outside right. our debt limits. It's right. currently 130% debt to equity. 
Uh, but as one of our members pointed out, its actual debt to market cap is only about 16%. So yeah. it's not that bad, you know, by, yeah. on other measures. Yeah. But we have our, our debt to equity is a, is a fairly hard measure. Yeah. CSL doesn't pass either, but we give them a pass, you know, on that right. one. We let them, we right. accept that, and it's not as Ramsey. Right. So, you know, we're not absolutely black and white, <laughs> but we, we have to be careful that it, because it's a slippery slope. Right. So did you start saying, oh, debt, well, it doesn't matter if, you know, the old wall, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah before, yeah. you know, you That's get caught right. out. And the reason we're so wary of large debt is when there's major uh, routes in the market, and, and like normally now, we would have a lot more bankruptcies than we're having because of with all the government support. Yeah. Companies with a high debt, they can't roll over. Right. And so on, they go broke. Yep. It's as simple yeah, as that. Yeah, yeah. So getting back to Aristocat, um, I, I wonder whether their deliveries have actually gone down at all. Because what, one of the things that's happening in a lot of uh, hospitality areas and so on is they're using this time to refurbish or to uh, upgrade they stuff. Because it's actually a really good time to do it. So I don't know. I wonder though. Yeah. And it's like Nick Scarley. You know, yeah. Everyone assumes, oh, Nick Scarley will get smashed because of the coronavirus. And they reported earnings up 20% yep. right for the quarter. And everybody goes, how, how can that be? Yep. Well, obviously what happened was everyone was still buying couches. Yep. Just, we, we, we assume <laughs> one and one, like, oh, coronavirus, therefore there's no business. Yeah. It's not necessarily true. No, it is with the airlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah so well, they're, they're grand. But I don't know how much they've been affected. Do, do, did they actually release anything on it? No, no. nothing, nothing. No. No. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. the rest of their numbers are spectacular. 35% return on equity, which is uh, wonderful. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 47% debt, which is not bad. It's manageable as a, um, sorry, sorry, sorry. 130% debt, too high for us. Uh, net profit margin, 17%. That's after right. tax. Yeah. So it's a very profitable business. And as we said, it's a $16 billion uh, company. We're showing a returning on our default. And now the EPS growth rate's been running at 35% mm. a year, which is okay. really high, yeah. particularly for a large company like this. Yeah. If they can maintain that for the next five years, you're going to get 41% a year return or on a margin of safety, 14. Right. So it's from, a, from our point of view on the financial projection, if you're happy with the, uh, the debt issue, which right. we just talked about, yeah. um, it's, very, it's a very good buy. Okay. Yeah, I, right. know, I know some Moody's and uh, the debt agencies have moved early on a lot of these stocks and put them in negative watch. So there's yeah. quite a lot of stocks there. Yeah. But that's, that's probably a good sign because normally they don't move and then yeah. it's all too late. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Then they blame someone else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we didn't see it coming. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. True. <laughs> Me too. So, yeah. uh, all right. So, um, so if you take out the ethical filters, um, and you're happy with the debt yes, then it's a good level, yes, then yes. it's a, yes, okay. All right, our uh, fifth stock comes from Kumar. Thank you for this. Uh, Nanosonic Limited, which, which again is a bit of a favourite amongst everyone who watches the call. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting business because it's in that health device, medical, but it disinfects. It's got a, um, a, a platform or a... Um, um, a, a product called Trophon 2, um, and it cleans all the instruments that are used in hospitals a lot quicker than normal and a lot better than normal. So it's in that real hygiene healthcare market. Mark, it's um, an interesting business that seems to garner a bit of attention. Yep. Um, it has, uh, I mean, the growth's been, the last, last three years they've been profitable. Yep. So um, and that's and their sales are growing at about thirty percent a year, which is encouraging because once you get into a profit situation with these businesses and you've got high sales growth, that's really encouraging. Yep. <laughs> for because uh, you've for done a, you've done all the you, development you, 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 and you and you've proven all. you can make money. Yeah. On, yeah. on the uh, on the product and you've got high sales. Right. So that's very encouraging. So uh, it's currently on a P of one hundred and sixty eight. 
So uh, the market is really encouraged wow. by their sales growth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> now that's a, obviously a humongous P ratio. Yeah. Uh, and they'll need to grow at the kind of rates they're growing at for a long time to be able to justify that. Yeah. If, if you're looking at justifying it based on, um, uh, on earnings. Um, we've never uh, looked at it. Uh, and the reason is it's earnings stability is not good enough for us. It's running about 37% over the last six years. So it's sort of down, then it's up, and it's up, down, yeah. but it's up a bit more. So very, very erratic growth, even though the percentage of growth has been good for the last three yep. years. Uh, the story is, though, that there'll be, you know, with this focus on the health care and sterilisation and hygiene within, uh, within hospitals and the overload from viruses and the whole lot, yeah. that there's got to be huge for them. So that that's... The story out in the market, Gary. Yeah, so. and Trophon Two was obviously a new, yeah. newish product as well. So that yes. sort of gave them a boost to having a, you know, yeah. the, the latest sort of tech and that, um, you know, yeah. disinfectant sort of. And it, uh, it's uh, meant to cut down infections yeah. within hospitals, yeah. isn't it? Because yeah, it is, so yeah. all, all the instruments are cleaned better than they ever have been in, yeah. the, in the past. Yeah, I mean, look, if you read sort of analyst reviews and stuff, they'll tell you that there's, you know, there's never been a better time to be in this sector. Yeah, you know, so yeah. so it's in the sweet spot. So yeah. for the sector, and that, but the valuation is, you know, it's um, so we're trading on twenty-five times revenue. So the revenue is what eighty-four mil. So now we're growing. Um, so, so the growth is there, but it's big valuation, great sector. But for me, I, I only be a buy on a lower valuation. It's just right. And sometimes you don't get a chance to buy the good stocks on lower valuations. It's just the way it works. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't like the technical picture on it as well. I'm sort of uh, seeing a few negative signs for me so I think it um, I so on the technical side you're saying look at the chart yeah yeah so we've sort of got we've because I mean the stock sort of got to um, about seven seventy seven eighty and then sold off to four dollars COVID yeah. so so even though it's in the right space it's still sold off pretty hard in that period yeah. Um, yeah now it's bounced back to sort of the low sevens but now we're sort of turning back down again so just you know sort of wonder why we've had that big correction as well so yeah. Yes, stocks that do have capable of having those big falls, they can have them again. You know, so right. um, yeah. So look, it's sweet spot, um, but yeah, just just the valuation is just just crazy. It's right. so just just such a big multiple. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's our first five stocks uh, for day today. Six, including stock of the day. Just to recap, uh, Jumbo Interactive, uh, a yes from both Mark and uh, Gary. Mega Porter, no. Um, Main farmer, a no from Mark. Maybe something to, to watch from, from Gary with the prospect of this FDA approval on um, or, uh, oral contraceptive that's going through the, uh, the process at the moment. Uh, RPM Global, no. Um, aristocrat, a hold and, and watch from Gary to see when um, gaming establishments get back into the full swing of things. Uh, according to Mark, Yes, great investment returns, um, but has a high debt level. So you've got to be comfortable with that debt level and also the ethical filter that you put over it uh, yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sonics, um, an interesting business in a sweet spot, but boy, is it expensive. And to know at these levels from both Mark and Gary. Our sixth stock um, is uh, being suggested by June, and um, Gary, Gary Challenger Limited, big funds manager, um, has uh, focused on 
more that annuity type investment, hasn't it, for uh, for retirees and and um, and retail investors out there? Yeah, so it's always been uh, it's always been a tricky one to invest. You know, everyone's always had a hard time sort of uh, valuing this company, but. Look, the, the PE is very low at the moment there. Um, the yield's pretty high as well. Um, so I think most broker vales are sort of sitting between 520 and 550 on the stock. Um, a few are sitting a little lower because pe- some people have a, mm. an issue with how to value this company. Yep. Um, so most, most evaluations are sitting a bit higher there. Has been a little dilutive with the, uh, with, the, um, with the placement. So 270 million placement, 30 million SPP. So it's not massive in terms of the market cap being 3 billion, but um, but you know, what's up around ten percent? So a little, yeah. little dilutive mm-hmm. to the company, but cancel the dividend. A um, little bit depressed th- demand for annuity products and market low price at the moment. So probably going to be a little bit of a tough time ahead. But the valuation is pretty low here. As yeah. Well, so well, you look at that before <laughs> the um, before the March crunch up yeah. around almost eleven dollars. Yeah. Now half that, no yeah. bounce back at all, has yeah, it? Yeah, so I I do actually like Challenger here, but it's um there's some headwinds there. There's um you know tough segment, but I think the price is at a value point as well. So right. um is it gonna shoot the lights out and up perform the upside? Probably not, but yeah. um probably can go a little bit higher from here and um yeah it's probably probably undervalued here at the moment. Okay. All right. Mark? Um, no, Tim Invest wouldn't like it. Uh, the last three years, its earnings on a, have been on a steady decline. Um, so mine, running average of minus 0.4 per year over the last six years. So forgetting coronavirus issues, you know, it's actually has been, performance has been pretty poor over the last few years. Because they're, they're accounting, um, treats investment returns as revenue, don't they? I think in, in this, is that, that how it work, works as well? Um, yeah, there's a, there's a, there is an accounting sort of principle there that everyone sort of, um, yeah. yeah, some people don't, don't And when like interest it, rates have fallen because they've, yeah. uh, their investment policy has been in that yeah. bond market and fixed interest, so yeah. the margins are right down on it. That's right. And they're also, I remember they're providing- They get squeezed a bit. Don't yeah, they? And they're providing annuity income streams. Yeah, for that's retirees, right. Which is fairly unique. I mean, there's not many yeah. players in this space. No. So they've got a differentiated business model, if you yeah. like. And you'd think that would be a popular thing. Yep. Uh, it's a challenging way to do it, though, because it's like defined benefit pensions. You know, if you, yeah. uh, you know, you, you commit, you're committed to making a payment and you make assumptions on what your earnings are going to be on the funds under yeah. management and so on, yeah. and it's pretty fraud, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Particularly these days with um, interest rates where they are and so on. So they're forced yeah. to take more risk, perhaps. Uh, so know. for those who don't understand it, is it oversimplifying to say, if you give them $1,000 and say, Okay, I want a hundred dollars a year return yeah. uh, over ten years. They have to invest that thousand dollars to earn more than the hundred bucks that they're going to pay out to you to yes. keep a profit for themselves and pay for their costs and, and, and pay for their costs and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and when interest rates are falling, yeah. that becomes a bit harder. So it's a tough it's a tough market to operate in for their business model. Yeah. They've also got quite a lot of debt as well, one hundred ninety six percent. And I'm not sure how that works in their business, so I won't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I won't uh, really comment on that. We, if you look at the return, uh, if they continue the way they're going, you're going to get seven percent per seven point nine percent per year with dividends return for the next five years at the current price. Now you could argue uh, that for for a business like this, it, it is on the on the low of the PE, so it's at the bottom of the bottom quartile of its PE range. There's no doubt about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll probably get it's probably going to come back up. 
mm. over time just by you know bringing it back to its, its average. Yeah, so you'll gain, there'll be gains in there, I would think. Yeah. Uh, but from an investment on a five-year horizon, from our point of view, it's just not interesting. Right. There's been okay. a bit more competition in the annuity space too. So Magellan and a few others have yeah. sort of moved in there. So they yeah. haven't, well, I think they were had their own way there for a while. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so a few more competitive pressures in that, in that segment. But yeah, as I said, it's probably undervalued here, but mm. it's not going to shoot the lights out, but it's, no. yeah, it's probably right. a little bit of upside here. Okay. Yeah. All right, there you go, June. Our seventh stock comes from William, uh, Wise Tech Global. It's a tech stock. Uh, a lot of people refer to the wallets in, uh, like they have the things in America with Facebook, Alphabet, Netflix, wallets. The W of wallets stands for, for Wise Tech. Um, I love the story behind Wise Tech because I've got a brother-in-law who was actually the manager of ACDC for a number of years and his roadie that organised the logistics of getting ACDC uh, concerts touring around the world um, used his spreadsheet basically to start WiseTech. <laughs> so it's a logistics software business um, founded by Richard White, who announced today that um, he sold $41 million worth of shares in, uh, in WiseTech. Uh, has been a bit of interest in the company over the last year or so, a bit of a concern on governance and, and transparency at different times, but uh, an amazing company that uh, is right around the globe now, Gary. Yeah, so it's I mean, a great sector being logistics. Obviously, that's a bit yeah. of a growth area at the moment. Um, the issue here is the market cap. So we've got a $6.4 billion market cap. Um, you know, revenues only... Um, I think we're basically a P of 68, so we're right. trading on a fair, fairly mm-hmm. steep multiple. There's sort of no yield there. Um, the other big ne- negative here is that the last result was a, was a bit underwhelming, so I think we're about 16 to 20% under what analysts were expecting. So, right. so that's kind of a uh, hit to the sort of growth sort of story. So once you know, if you're a growth sort of stock on high PE, once you start missing your you know sort of sales and earnings growth targets that's that's yep. a bit of a um yep. a red flag um the ceo also selling shares today that's that's another red flag to me as well so right. um i know it's only you still got 47 percent of the company but still taking out a cool 40 mil here or something so yep. um yeah if you thought it was going to the moon he wouldn't be yeah we wouldn't be um, selling be hanging on so i think there's um yeah, I mean, the other thing technically is uh, has been coming back, and I noticed the other thing is that the Aussie dollar has moved up quite a bit in the last sort of um, recently. So that's that's a negative for WiseTech as well. So okay. um, yeah, I'd say the lower dollar is better for earnings coming back in. But so just um, great sector, but I just got a few question marks here in the company. Price action is a little negative at the moment. It's actually sort of the last rally went up and um, hit a previous swing low and yeah. failed there. So and and they had some. Was it Singaporean investors shorting the stock for quite a while? Took a, a bit of a, a set against it as well. Yeah, I think there was a question mark on some of the accounting. Accounting, yeah, yeah transparency. So, yeah. And, and now suddenly we've got a, a negative update as well. And so just, yeah, just a few red flags there for me. So, okay. um, you know, I'd probably look at it more as a short rather than a long here personally. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I agree with all that apart from the timing issues, <laughs> which I don't know about. Um, four years history is not very long. Yeah. Uh, I think you'd describe them as a colourful character, the CEO. I think oh, that's yes. probably the way to describe it. Is well, well, close to the music. I get fascinated with how these companies come about sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. I mentioned him to my brother-in-law. He said, 
yeah, it's one of our roadies on the thing. And uh, he used to have this big spreadsheet because taking something like ACDC on the road globally, yeah. you know, you've you got a piggyback. Uh, I think he was saying they had 16 semi-trailers per sort of stage and they had two yeah. of them uh, on a tour of America that you'd leap over the other one to the next date. And, and this guy ran all those logistics like an absolute dream. So, okay. and, and, he's, and based on that, he's then developed yeah, yeah. his software and he's marketed it. Yeah. I mean, that's often how things happen in life, isn't I know. It? It's incredible. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting backstory. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it actually looks quite good from the point of view of how it's growing. I mean, the, the EPS growth rate is running at 47%. Yep. Uh, but remember, it's only four years. Yep. So you're off a zero base just about. And, but it's growing very strongly and, and sales are matching that as well. And they're both quite stable, which is good. Uh, return on equity though is only seven, so it's less than ten. And for a company that's selling software, you know that's not good. Uh, it has it was eleven the year before, and it's been going down. Well, 50, it was fifteen, eleven, seven. So return on equity is going down. It's only paying out nineteen percent, so there's nothing much there as far right. as uh, dividend. Um, you need to, I'd need to understand the, what the opportunity for the business is to grow because it actually looks like it's going very well. Yep. Is it worth PE of sixty-eight? That's an enormous PE. Yeah, uh, yep. maybe, maybe it is. But uh, yep. and I agree with Gary. The fact that uh, the CEO is selling down forty odd million dollars worth of shares is not encouraging. Yeah, yeah. Showing yeah. a margin of safety return of thirteen percent, which is pretty good. Yep. You know, that's on twenty percent growth, and the growth's been running at uh, forty-seven. Yep. So as long as the business can keep growing the way it is, it will be a good investment, even right. at sixty-eight. Yep. you know, on a five-year horizon. But I'd need to do a lot, lot of work on the management and understanding what was behind all those. Uh, there was, a, I think, there was a short seller report yes. at some point as well. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it doesn't mean necessarily where there's smoke that there's definitely fire there, but it's definitely a, you know, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a, a beware. Isn't it's it? it's sort of doing more work into the reputation. Well, you, really need, governance, to you, need, you need to understand all that yeah. and go like, is there anything that could be shonky there? Because yeah. there's a fine line sometimes between something being illegal and something being not in the interest of shareholders. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, we're, we're always not we're, we're saying we're big on any that of that going because we don't want to lose money. Yeah. So team sure. invest approach is very much we want to preserve our capital as highest priority. So yeah. if there's anything questionable or something we don't understand about yeah. the business or have confidence in management, we're not interested. Don't okay. care how cheap it is. All right. Okay. Uh, there you go. That's a really good analysis for you, uh, William on WiseTech. Our eight stock mark is Evolution Mining, big gold producer um, here in Australia. Had a terrific run on the market yesterday. Um, yeah. Was it a production update that came out yesterday, I think? But it was one of the, the leading stocks yesterday, uh, the biggest gainers. Uh, yes, uh, it's, it has done well. Uh, hasn't done anywhere near, near as well as Northern Star, yep. which is our, the one we like. If, if you, we're not big on gold miners anyway, because yep. commodities are price takers and the, it's very difficult to know yep. what's going to happen with the price. The other problem with gold miners is the market assumes that if the gold price goes up, they make more money. Yep. And that's not necessarily true because most of the miners will forward sell gold at a price because it locks in their cash flow and it also protects them in right. case the price of gold goes down. Yep. And then, so that doesn't guarantee that it flows through, but it definitely flows through from a sentiment point of view. Right. And the other thing with gold miners too is what they tend to do is they have all of these different grade deposits. So as the gold price goes up, they don't mine the best stuff. You yep. then go to what's now viable to make a, you know, a, a, a smallish profit or, and you, you manage your resource, which buys you time yeah. on mine length. If, yeah. you, if the price goes up really high and you, may, you mine your richest gold deposit, sure, you make a lot of money, but then you could be really screwed because if the gold price comes back, now the other deposits aren't viable right. anymore. Yep. So there's a lot, a lot to it mm. you know, to really understand if you want to try and uh, get it. But having said that, Evolution has done pretty well. It's got an average uh, growth rate of 
10.4% uh, a year, which is okay. Uh, return on equity is about nine or 10, you know, it's barely in it for us. A little bit of debt, not much. And it's on a P of 34. Now all of the gold miners over the last couple of years, have, you know, the P's have been creeping up and up and up, which is understandable considering where we are in the world yeah. with economic and fear, risk and unknowns and so yeah. on. So I'm not surprised. Yeah. Plus gold's been doing uh, yeah, quite well as, as well. So it's right. both those things. One is the yeah. fear side of gold is an insurance type trade potentially as well for, yep. for a lot of people. Even Ray Dalio and uh, at the same conference last year I was there with, he was talking to um, Hamish Douglas right. on the Q&A and he was arguing uh, from Magellan. Gold, yeah, Magellan, yep. and Magellan. And they were, the argument was he was saying that he sees gold now as, a, as, a, um, as money, better than money, He's not as an investment, but he's putting physical gold now in all their portfolios. And Hamish Douglas, was, Hamish Douglas from Magellan was questioning it because he said, we've done a lot of work on it and we're thinking about doing the same oh. in Australia, which was Magellan actually buying gold in their portfolios as well. Now, this is different to the old days where gold was a barbaric relic that you know, any crazy yeah. people would want to own. Now you've got you know, serious money managers going as a substitute for cash. So if I'm going to hold... 10% cash in the portfolio. I'm going to have a significant amount of that in gold because it's got potential upside if there's any real crisis mm. and it's liquid. Okay. Yeah. And you don't That's get a return on cash. Theory. The yeah. other thing is you're not getting a return on cash. Yeah. That's the yeah, other big yeah. part. It yeah. used to be that I'm getting a return like. on cash, therefore, what I'll hold gold cash. just sitting there cost me money to hold it. Not yeah. These days, with all the negative interest rates overseas, it's costing you money to hold cash. Yeah. Ah, yeah. interesting so change in, in thinking. So evolution looks pretty good. Um, um, it's uh, showing about 3% return at the current rate on its current earnings with the high PE at the moment. Yeah. So unless it goes up a lot more or gold's going to go up a lot more, your return's going to be low. It needs that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it doesn't meet your criteria. Well, there, not, no, no. Be, I wouldn't yep. get excited about that. Gary? Yeah, I've just written here, it's all about the momentum and the gold price because mm. yeah, you're on multiple of like 34 times here, which is pretty expensive. Mm. I think yeah. I checked most of the broker vales were sitting between 5 and 540, so it's already sitting above the highest yeah. valuations yeah. already in the marketplace. Okay. So, so not many, or well, not any analysts are sitting right. above this current share price. Yeah. So, and it's yeah. the very top of its peer at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, but it's a, it's a gold price continues to run. So obviously we're at new time, new, new all-time highs there last night. Yeah. So. Yeah. That continues to go up in momentum, but, yeah, but it the is. Aussie dollar's been up too. <laughs> yeah, so it's really for me, it's just momentum. Well, that's negative here, on the gold so. price. Yeah, price. that's right. Aussie, yeah. Aussie price gold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a ninth stock, uh, Gary Stockland, the uh, property development company. Um, it's a bit in everything, isn't it? This yeah. is sort of like a diversified property portfolio of shopping centres, housing, industrial estates, even retirement villages. Yeah, the thing there. I found most interesting here was that. Um, so the recent update there, I think, uh, last week was, um, so they're obviously, you know, they're basically, um, Stockton have already come out and said that they expect the retail assets to fall 10% yeah. and commercial property values to drop 6%. Hmm. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. I would have thought it would have been the other way around. Yeah. You know, so I was thinking commercial is probably going to be under more pump than the, ret than the retail because it sort of hasn't really been the massive jump, drop in the retail just yet. I mean, supply issues are still pretty... Yeah, pretty thin. But where you can yeah. see commercial, you've got a lot real of estate. landlords like Solomon Lou saying, oh. "I'm not going to pay any rents." Well, <laughs> well, he's not paying yet. So uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he started that whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not paying anybody. What yeah. can we do that? Ru ru <laughs> rubbing his hands <laughs> and going, "Okay, yeah. that's a really good yeah, plan." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until you get kicked out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's the old saying: if everybody does it. Yeah, you know, then it makes it really hard, doesn't That's it? Right. Like, one person going to get you, Gunky. Yeah. And you've sort of got flight centres saying we're cutting back all of uh, 50%. shops. Uh, and AX1. What is that? I keep getting Target and Kmart mixed up. I think it was Target stores are going 
going to be reduced as well, yeah. aren't they? Yep, the number of footprints. So, so yeah. I can see commercial going down here, but maybe residential not so bleak. I know that there's, you know, respecting unemployment, so people, you know, would have forced sort of selling there. But so far, this hasn't been the supply coming on here. So, yeah. um, except in the um, uh, apartment market, inner city apartment market. Yeah. But I mean, I guess there's still, um, you know, the first home buyers there, so you think that'll get some yeah. support there and young yep. people are sort of looking for some assets yep. there. So if they don't um, lose it all in the share market here over the next six months, maybe they'll yep. uh, yeah, can yep. put it in the property. Scary stat for me is one in six, this is inner city, so CBD apartments, one in six Sydney CBD apartments are vacant at the moment. Wow. <laughs> and there's been a 45% increase in listings for inner city Melbourne and city only apartments not yeah. big housing estates that Stockland yeah. does yeah. Uh, in the last five weeks it's really and apparently new apartment sales in cities are all down 20% plus no one's talking yeah. about it but if, no, they're, yeah. they're doing deals at 20 yeah, 20 that's, at least that's a, you, yeah. if you're, you're a buyer it's on the brink you can get real bargains yeah. and and yeah. will be more to come yeah. uh, Stockland's not a company we're interested in we don't like REITs right uh, one of the reasons we don't like REITs is that they revalue their properties. Now, Stockland doesn't do it in any sort of... Uh, they obviously do it very progressively because their, their earnings are quite stable, how they do it. But often you see big jumps in REITs because they revalue the properties and that, that yeah. manifests itself as earnings, yeah. which is not a cash earning. Yeah. It's based on valuation. Now, the problem with that is it lever it's good on the way up and if there is going down, even if it's only small percentages, yeah. even, five, even 6%, if valuations go down 6%, say, yeah. that's a big difference in the cap rate. Mm. Therefore, they'll take a hit on that, right. on earnings. It'll hit their earnings. So their earnings at the moment have been quite stable, not spectacular, 6% growth per year, but that's probably what you'd expect, by the way, for a, yeah. for a REIT like this, I would have thought. Yeah. Um, PE is very low for them. It's in the bottom quartile, so it's down in about 11 um, and we're showing it returning about 9.8% at the moment on, our, on a margin of safety with 4% growth. Okay. Now, 4% growth might be ambitious over mm. the next five years because you don't have to have a much of a hit on capital values yeah. to drag that down. could go negative very yeah. easily right. you know, on, okay. on earnings. So it wouldn't be something I'm interested in, but, you know. Yeah. Okay. All right, our uh, final stock of our 10 today, uh, Paragon Care. Mark, um, a leading provider of equipment, devices, consumables in the in the healthcare market. Pretty broad, broad range of things that they sell to hospitals. And they sell trolleys and things yeah, to put blood yeah, pressure yeah. machines on. It's all that yeah, sort of stuff. Pans, all um, that sort of stuff. It's, yeah. it's an interesting area. It's like, it's like the Bunnings of hospitals. That's right. That's right. Like. It's, it's really a roll-up model. So what they're doing is they're buying small private businesses that provide hospitals with things and putting them together. Right. And roll-up models uh, tend to work for a few years and then... You know, usually what happens is they start paying too much for things or because of competition because other roll-up models come in yeah. uh, or they, um, they make some bad acquisitions and blow it up. That's, so yeah. you've got to be careful when you look at the earnings. Their earnings growth rate's been 18% a year with pretty good stability over the last, uh, although it's dropped last year. So they were down about a bit over half on the uh, trailing 12 months. Arguably, they said on their uh, announcements it was because of Corona. Virus right. and the hospital shutting, elective surgery sh cutting down. I'd, right. I, I'd give, I'd buy all that. Yep. That sounds reasonable to me. Yep. Um, so they should bounce back yep. as elective surgeries uh, get back to uh, to full steam. Has always had a pretty poor return on equity, and it's got a reasonable amount of debt, sixty three percent, and that's because they are making acquisitions, so they're using right. debt and shares. So companies like this typically add more shares all the time, so you're getting diluted as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, look, it's it's currently on a seven PE. So, the, so if anything, you'd say the mitigating story here is it's very cheap. 
yeah. because it still is making money at the moment. And if you assume they're going to bounce back from uh, coronavirus back to where they were, then you're going to get a return of between 30% on if default if they get back to where they were at 18% or 12% on a margin of safety, which is pretty good per right. year. Okay. So if you look at it that way. All right. And it has passed uh, um, Team Invest before. So it's okay. very bottom of its range at the moment. On yeah, price. look at it. Um, 2017, 18, up in the 90-cent mark. Yeah, yeah, so it's been a roll-up story. So 16 acquisitions yeah. in the five yeah. years. So, so 46 companies, 19 trading companies, four different trust companies, yep. 14 different IT systems, yeah. 36 property leases. Uh, oh, so wow. it's been like okay. a massive, massive sort <laughs> of roll-up there. But the most interesting thing for me is that uh, is that the market cap is only 60 mil. And so that... They've got a lot of businesses, the, for, not very much, And the they? update here is basically we're going to, the full year revenue is going to be around 220. Right. So 220 grand. 220 mil. So, mm. so basically, the enterprise value is pretty low here. Yeah, at the yeah. So, what it is. Uh, yeah. So, but you just need to, need to sort of see that. Um, I mean, they're supposedly sort of trying to um, cut some of the costs and amalgamation there. So, it's probably going to be some costs in doing yeah. that, trying to bring yeah. everyone under the, the, yeah. the one banner there. Um, the share price has already had that massive up and then down here. So, yeah. a bit of, bit of uh, contraction here. But yeah, it's in- interesting here. Actually, I know that. Um, I think Bellpotter got a 27 cent valuation on it, so a little bit higher here. It, it jumped up quite a bit after the update the other day, right. so um, mm-hmm. saying that things weren't as bad. And it was, they were only down about 30% in, in April, so right. it wasn't yeah. like a massive... Okay. They're in the medical area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> so it's definitely one to keep an eye on here, because it's sort of... A, okay. If we get a few uh, positive updates in a row here, definitely one that could um, got some legs here, just because the enterprise value is so cheap here. Yep. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, that's our 10 stocks. Uh, Gary Glover from Novus, good to see you. Thank, Thank you for you. joining us. Uh, Mark Morlam from Team Invest, good to see good you. Sure. Um, happy uh, New Financial Year Eve. Um, it is too. Yeah, tax festivus time for all, all of us nerds. So good to, good to have, you, have you aboard today. And of course, if you want to uh, subscribe to T- Team Invest, uh, now's the last day to... Spend yeah, and get it as a tax deduction. <laughs> there you go, doing the marketing. Um, just to recap, challenger um, interest from Mark because uh, from Gary because it's so low at the moment. Um, a no from um, from Mark. No on Wise Tech because it's too expensive. Evolution Mining a no. Northern Star is a preferred uh, from from Mark. Stockland a no. And Paragon, keep an eye on. From uh, from Gary, put a yes. Yes from Mark, yeah. and keep an eye on it from Gary. That's our show for today. Any stocks you'd like us to cover, flick us an email, the call at ausbiz.com.au, or tweet us using the Ausbiz TV handle. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.